Hey everyone, JY here with another episode of the Netflix 500, where two of my friends and I talk about three movies on our Netflix list. This week, we tackle the second film under Ben Affleck's direction, the 2010 heist film, The Town. We also watched the 1993 animated classic Batman Mask of the Phantasm and the Heath Ledger-led 2001 medieval adventure comedy A Knight's Tale. If you haven't seen these three films yet, beware, there'll be spoilers ahead. Alright. Who wants to start? Whose movie was it? I think this was this is my movie. Hayden's pick. I think yeah. it was yeah. Hayden's pick. Yeah. It's a good pick, dude. It, yeah. dude, I'm solid. Okay, let's just go into it. Yeah, talk well, about. Well, it. first, give us the synopsis from Netflix. Yeah. Oh go shoot, or, I didn't. Shall I do it? I, do it, because I don't have a. I have a up. Pick. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. The town, 2010, uh-huh. has a career criminal considers oh. going clean. Yeah. His secret involvement with the recent heist victim <gasps> threatens to expose him and his crew of bank robbers. Oh my gosh. Oh wow. Starring. Ben Affleck, ben yes. Affleck. Rebecca Hall, John Hamm, King, Jeremy Renner, King, and some other people King. that Blake we don't really Lively. care about. <laughs> <laughs> um, and this was directed by Ben, ben Affleck. Affleck. He wrote and directed yes. and starred Dude. in yes. this film. Yeah, okay. And I, oh, God. If I, I may be I may be wrong, but I'm pretty sure this is his second directorial. directorial it was his, his. It was his second, second film. Uh, it was yeah. uh, Gone. Argo. No. Gone baby. Gone, gone baby. Gone. <laughs> Gone Baby Gone is really good, dude. But like, this was yeah. the this is this is like the uh, the Hollywood resurgence of Ben Affleck. Yeah, right. This is where it kind of big. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. He he got taken serious as an actor and, yeah. and a writer again after this right. movie, and then he did because before Argo. that he did he did Giggly with Jennifer Lopez oh, back when they were dating, and, and everybody Jersey was like, Whoa. "Girl, oh, so, yeah. oh man, Daredevil." Oh, oh. <laughs> so I th- I think you can. I think you All can leather, categorize. Everything. I think you can categorize Ben Affleck. Oh, go ahead. So, oh, you're getting interesting, Hayden. Okay, oh, here well, we go. I like this. Well, it's, go ahead. it's really Let's go. it's only two categories. There's young Ben, and then oh, there's an old Ben. Then then there's <laughs> old, old ben. ben. Okay. I feel like there's like middle aged Ben too. Sort of. Old Ben didn't start until like Gone Girl. For yeah. For but Gone Girl wasn't me, bad. I didn't think it was that bad. No, no, no. Gone Girl was amazing. No, Gone Girl was fantastic. Yeah, no, it oh was my great. God, I love that movie. Um, no, I, for me, there's three categories. Okay. To, uh, I want to hear them. Okay, okay, go ahead. So my categories for Ben Affleck is Goodwill Hunting. Goodwill Hunting. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Skip forward. That's I don't know young. how many years of like bad years? Affleck, and then <sighs> a lot better Affleck. And then, oh no, there's a fourth. Minor alcoholic Affleck. Minor Wait. alcoholic Affleck. Oh my god! Wait, wasn't wasn't minor alcoholic Affleck? Wasn't that Batman time? Yes, yeah, it was. Yeah, right it was. There. It was actually right after Batman time. So because people only was hated he, him so much. Well, no, he actually went through some pretty heavy personal Oops, tragedies. Divorce. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, he was going through a really uh, speculatively. It was an ugly divorce with Jennifer Garner, and mm, that's got to yeah. be really hard, just in Women. general. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, <laughs> yeah. that's not why. But um, it's just uh, he was going through a hard time because there was that, and then he was also getting so much hate for Batman. Yeah, yeah. hate that I personally did right. not understand. I think the hate should have been. Yeah, more I remember like, you talking films, about that. But... Yeah, uh, like, I these did people—they're just getting on to Ben Affleck for no reason. He didn't do that bad <laughs> of a job. He's pretty good. He was. Um, and the disappointing thing is, in all the behind-the-scenes stuff for Batman vs Superman, Ben Affleck. Super happy. All the interviews after the movie came out, yeah. just depression. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Dude, there's so many yeah. funny videos of him just like, Hello, All darkness, my, my old friend. friend. <laughs> <laughs> we're both singing two different songs. Yes. <laughs> but both of them were memed for him. <laughs> it works, though. It works for it what works he perfectly. looked like. But I'll say this. So, this yeah, movie, anyways, 
categorizing yeah, ahead, Ben Affleck. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, we're categorizing Ben. This right. was this was great Ben Affleck. Okay. Oh, this yeah. was this was right when he started mm-hmm. directing. Mm-hmm. Um. So what I love. So what made me like say holy crap? I respect him a lot for this movie, was because he grew what up. What he did to Blake Lively. <laughs> God. Yes. Um, <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> Lord Almighty. We may have to cut that out, but I don't know. Anyways, uh, he grew up not far from where the movie was filmed. Um, right. But right. he also hunting. he also didn't know a lot about he didn't know a lot about the crime. What according to him, he didn't know a lot about the crime that went on where this movie was shot. Um, Do we believe him? I don't know. I don't, I don't know. think he, it really matters. He knew but about a lot of it in this movie. <laughs> I don't know, man. Yeah, it's a movie. But anyways, <laughs> um, so I have res- I, the thing that made me go like, holy crap, great job, is because this movie went through one production company, and I don't remember what it was, but they had like multiple Warner directors. Brothers? I think so. <laughs> I think it was Warner Brothers. Yeah, they, well, the yeah, the Warner Brothers went, went through it, and said like i don't think we can film this movie with the budget that they're giving us which was 37 million and they it went through two directors and they said well we need to cut this 170 page script down to 50 pages oh and God. two directors that's like a tv movie yeah both directors were like i, I can't do this and so after the second one, when it was dropped you again, you know who the directors were? Uh, Joe and Anthony Russo. Yes. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> no, I I don't know. But um, you thought for a second though. after like, oh damn after the second movie, or after the second pr- company was like, yeah, we can't do this. Ben Affleck mm-hmm. swoops in. Ooh. And uh, he said his, in his cape. He said, "Okay, <laughs> I'll cut it from 170 to like 90 something." And they said, "Deal." Yeah, that's fair. And but. They also cut the budget still by fifty percent after Dang. the thirty million, thirty-seven. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. Ben Affleck was like, "You know what? I I don't know how to direct someone else's movie, but I'm going to take the challenge." And the town is what turned out. So you know what? It's good. So it <laughs> is good job, Ben. Super good. <laughs> uh, um, I, it, yeah. That's interesting because uh, I mean, ninety felt it feels like a, a movie that doesn't really slow down that much. That's true. So yeah. it, it feels really good. Um, so I, I, I'll be, I'd be curious to see like what that, what did they cut out? Yeah. 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 I'd be curious to see that. Mm -hmm. I do know that they had a re-release, uh, a few years later where they had like an alternate ending. Oh, I didn't know that. Where Jeremy Renner lived? uh, No, where Ben Affleck's character dies. Oh. He gets, he, so he like walks away from that scene and goes to the car, the getaway Uh car. Uh And at the car, the, the the guy, no, the guy who got shot in that apartment. Remember after like. Him and Jeremy Renner like walked into that apartment and like shot. Okay, the- yeah. I love Jeremy that Renner scene, shot. but yeah, yeah, go on. Great scene. So that guy and two of his gangsters are like waiting for him at his car. No and way. Yeah. Dang. Son. Bro, that sucks. Yeah. That would be a terrible. That would have been way worse. I would have hate hated that ending. <laughs> yeah, I would have hated it. <laughs> sure. Yeah. I, it just gives no like real like finish to this character where like, right. he actually like right. wants to get away from this madness. Yeah. yeah. So which I, their ending was perfect for. Oh, finishing yeah. it. Yeah, I thought it was yeah. great. Absolutely. I think that uh, something that I love the most about this movie, though, um, uh, I, j- I just really love the chemistry of all the cast. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't know if Ben Affleck is necessarily a great character director like Nolan is, mm-hmm. 
but I feel like he got really lucky with the cast and he kind of was able to kind of just let everybody do their own thing while he was in the middle of doing his own thing. Yeah. yeah. So when it came to like Renner and Affleck's relationship, it felt genuine. It felt like a real relationship that had right. like years on it. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. I think yeah. that's it, not something I, I know that's something movies always try to do, especially heist movies. Uh-huh. But I would say the only movie that I feel like has done that better is maybe Ocean's Eleven with George Clooney and Brad Pitt. Yeah. yeah. Well, and Renner I, actually took a pay cut, so Affleck oh, actually wow. asked him to come help him with the movie, and Renner was like, "Heck yeah, dude, I'm gonna come and he help you." Yes, Matt Damon. <laughs> no. You can't. Apparently there's only not. so many movies you can see them. Yeah. Both you're right. Okay? You're right. <laughs> yeah. Dogma was enough, dude. <laughs> Yeah. Mall rats. <laughs> Wait, was was I think Matt Damon was a I think he's in the, I don't know, yeah. Stan Lee's in that, so who cares? <laughs> um but for yeah, yeah, I I think that Ben Affleck like just took like uh charge of the situation. Like it's Boston. Mm-hmm. He's gonna make a movie about Boston mm-hmm. in a right. sense. So I think like he was able to get all these actors are from Boston and it's right. like, hey, it's a movie about our city, it's about about like, our town. Oh, let's do so, it. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Like they're gonna be more passionate about the movies. So, I mean yeah, if somebody it, it told me sense. If somebody they were making a movie about Amarillo, I'd be like, uh, "Good luck." <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> I don't care, dude. <laughs> yeah, but there there are certain cities in that America people care that are about like, living in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, Boston's but, you one know, of them. you could you could make a movie about Orlando. I mean, all the, the crazy. I mean, people a lot of there. movies have been made about Orlando. Not all of them are good. <laughs> people would be like, "Wait, there's an actual city there." <laughs> Wait, people live there? Disneyland. <laughs> It's not just Disneyland. Oh, man. Uh, There's actually a movie about Orlando. It's not about Orlando. It's shot in Orlando. It's called actually, Orlando. It's, it's <laughs> no. It's the Florida Project from. Oh uh, yeah, with, with Willem, Willem Dafoe. Dafoe. Yeah. Well, we said so that's that actually in. It's shot Beautiful. like just south of Orlando, actually. But. Yeah. Well, I. Uh, um, I wish. I wish that we had gotten this Ben Affleck as Batman. If I'm being honest, hmm. for sure. I, yeah. I don't mind the old, <laughs> yeah. grizzled, begrudging Batman that we have with Ben Affleck, mm-hmm. but I can't help but think about what, like, prime, like, personage Ben mm-hmm. Affleck in this time would have been like mm-hmm. as a as the Batman. Hey, question. Uh, I think I already asked you this, Josh, before, but... Um, oh, Joshua, sorry. <laughs> it doesn't matter. <laughs> um you, I think you said that he actually is coming back for Batman. Is that right? Yes. Uh, ben Affleck was confirmed at the DC Fandom, which was the uh, the the big event that DC did instead of like a Comic Con or anything like that this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, not only is Ben Affleck coming back as Batman, but as is Michael Keaton, they are both returning to the cape and cowl in the new Flash movie. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, a lot of people are speculating that Ben Affleck is going to die. And that, depending on how Michael Keaton's spoilers, (laughs) depending on how Michael Keaton's Batman is taken, they -hmm. would move forward with a Batman Beyond project, shifting the focus from a Bruce Wayne Batman to a Terry McGinnis. I can see, I can see Ben Affleck coming back for like a uh, a good send off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I can see that happening. I think that'd be great for him. I mean, it'd it'd give him a great clean exit from the project. Uh, I don't think that. Anybody's gonna be upset with a good ending to a great character mm, like yeah. Batman, like that. Um, but yeah, back to the town. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a lot of this movie happens in the first thirty minutes. Oh like, yeah. I, yeah, yeah, I got thirty minutes. I was like, oh wow. I mean, the first we got 10, like ten minutes left, right? <laughs> yeah, the first ten is. 
basically the entire movie. He falls in it love with the girl intense. at the bank, and yep. that's he it. He didn't fall in love with her he at the bank. He fell in love with her at the uh, bank, dude. He was like, dude. she's a bank manager? Cha-ching! <laughs> and she go, he just goes... <laughs> she, she quit. <laughs> she goes... He j- or he just says, breathe. Breathe. Touch the knob thing. Make <laughs> <And> put the <laughs> touch oh the knob. What is it called? What's the dial? The touch. dial? I don't God, know. I'm not a bank manager. On, what is going touch on here? Aiden is trying to Breathe. ASMR sexually harass Breathe. us. <laughs> Bro, she's so gullible in this movie. She kind of is. She I feel is. bad. I don't think that yeah. she's being dumb. I think Ben Affleck is just that good. Like his character, at least. Yeah. Um, sure. But, but I mean, the just think about the lunch scene. With, oh yeah, that's such a great oh, scene. That scene is so incredible. <laughs> so, but I, I will say this: in that scene, I realized, and then I couldn't stop realizing it the whole movie. Ben Affleck loves the Michael Bay 360 shot. <laughs> Listen, the man has worked with the it. man himself. Yeah. He, the he man has worked with the legend. I understand Armageddon, bro. Pearl Harbor and Armageddon. But I'm just saying that, like, yeah, he did it <laughs> you know, so much. You know what's interesting? That, that now that you mentioned uh, Michael Bay, I think I think a lot of actors who become directors take a lot of things from the directors they've worked with in the past. That as makes actors. sense. Um, and it's really interesting because Ben Affleck, I, f- I saw an interview, I don't remember, I think it was after Argo came out. In this interview, uh, Ben Affleck says that every time he directs a film, uh-huh. before he directs it, he'll watch Seven. Because he thinks Seven is like a perfect movie. It is. So he, hmm. Yeah. So he just wants to like kind of always either reference or like just kind of. Didn't come we back do that movie? To that. Didn't we do? An I episode? don't think so. I we, thought we did. No. 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 Uh, we're, we, we're going to eventually. We are hope, going to eventually. if it ever gets on Netflix. Absolutely. Maybe uh, we just is, talked is, about is it Gone in the Girl? office at some point. Yeah, we probably always talked about. It. Is Is Gone Girl the only movie that he's ever worked with David Fincher on? I think so. I think that's his first film hmm. with David Fincher. Yeah. Interesting. That's good. Dude, it's, oh my god, it's so, it's so good. good. Not dude. to mention the amount of research that Ben went through for this movie. Ben, who's Ben? Uh, ben, ben Affleck. Affleck. Oh, you're on a first name. Basis. Yeah, I'm on a first name basis <laughs> with him. I'm sorry. I didn't yeah, know. dude, just like sorry, Ben, I didn't know. Ben dude, and Jeremy. I don't think you know. I, don't I didn't think know you had him on like. There's a there's a Hank on set <laughs> and a John. I don't think you know the connection him and I have in this movie, but. Anyways. I just spit water everywhere. Um, <laughs> uh, R.I.P. my little MacBook Air. Bro, he went to 20 different prisons. What? On purpose? What? Or oh. did he get arrested? No, I'm just kidding. Second. It yeah, wasn't exactly. 20. He he oh. went to multiple prisons in the region. I don't know what the... The mo- Boston area? The Boston mm. area the to get research area. from the actual people who robbed the actual banks uh, on like... Okay, what did you do? How did you do this? Uh, one guy was like, yeah, we went in there with clown masks, and, and this we, one lady was the manager. I fell in love. He gave him the whole story. I knew, I knew this guy wasn't the manager, and I just like took her, and I said, breathe. Breathe, touch the dial. Stop it. Stop it. Oh, my God. And then Ben God. was like, this is really yeah. good. Wow. He's just writing it down on a napkin. Oh, oh my god, I need to stop. He got the whole movie from that guy. He's going to sue him once he gets out of those three consecutive life sentences. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> I, I don't know if you knew this. I don't, I don't know, know where to go that's from that. That's, that's the same guy who told him about the Argo story. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
Yeah. That's also the same well, guy. Well, he told also about uh, on top of <laughs> five years later. Five like, years later. <laughs> yeah, uh, I already did that, bro. So roughly terrible Ben Affleck. He also consulted with the Aiden's FBI. Like, be so serious. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> what do you want me to do? I don't know what you're to doing. Do. Amazing, buddy. You're doing you're incredible. Great, bro, you want me to great. talk Please about the movie going. or not? Hit me, hit yeah, me, dude. Like, hit me with those facts, bro. Give me the trivs. All I have it's is time for trivia. All I, Rivia all I have is Hayden one more Wood. fact, and I just want to say it. Okay, uh, go, buddy. Okay. The uh, drink that Jeremy Renner drank from was improvised. Uh, Is that what you were going to say? <laughs> I actually, uh, I don't remember what I was going to say now. <laughs> you didn't write it down? You just yeah. like, had these memorized? I have notes, but I'm like, I'm frantically searching through them right now <laughs> with my eyes to see if I can remember what I was going to say. Right. Well, while you do that, I want to talk about the best character decision in the movie. Ooh. And I briefly, I briefly referenced it just now. The best character decision in the movie was for Jeremy Renner to be like, I'm just going to get a drink of this random cup on the street. <laughs> <laughs> and then I'm going to die. He was thirsty, man. Okay, he had He's been like, running. you know what? That's so good. Yeah. I need a quick sip of this Mr. Pibb because they don't have Dr. Pepper in the north. He's just, ah, not refreshing or satisfying. Better 100- die. <laughs> 100% that had to be like a Jeremy Renner like impro- oh, yeah. improvisation or like he something that he came over. up with then. Like. He's like, that was perfect. Oh, my God. Can we shoot it again? Speaking of Jeremy Renner, he was nominated for a Golden Globe and an Academy Awards for this. For this wow. Yeah. This is kind of like what put Dude, him on the map he, for real. He, and then he got Avengers. Oh he freaking go, yeah. portrayed the best like drug addict, insane person ever. In this movie. Do you think he was a drug addict? Was he? I didn't know. I don't know. I man. didn't know he was, he was a drug addict. Well, uh, he was, he was according, according to Ben Affleck's research, he said 300, <laughs> uh, 300 of the Spartans. major robberies that happened in the Boston area were done by drug addicts just for drug money, nothing else. Oh, well, that's not very exciting. So I, I'm going to take my last comment back. Uh, I don't think the town was what put him on a map. It's actually Hurt Locker two or years previous. All right, all right. Hurt Locker was good. Really good. Yeah, I thought it was good. great. It was really good. <laughs> oh God. That's all I gotta say. We'll we talk about that on. one some other time. <laughs> oh, we'll talk about that when it's on Netflix. Listen. So Ben Affleck is in this movie. He's Batman, and now the next movie is Batman: Mask of the Phantasm. <laughs> An old flame of Bruce Wayne strolls into town, oh, reheating up the romance between the two. At the same time, a mass murderer with a weird axe for a hand begins systematically eliminating Gotham's old crime bosses. Did you write Due that? Due to the person's <laughs> dark appearance, how long is this? He is mistaken <laughs> for the Batman now on the run the batman must solve the mystery which eventually involves the joker in a neat plot twist oh and yeah, deal with the romance between him all right next movie there's so much spoilers in that what the heck all right i'm sorry where'd you get that synopsis from i wrote it listen oh oh my god Okay. I didn't so write it. I, I just expanded upon Wait, it. We never, it was like Batman's old thing comes into we town never with a mass murder. Thumbs shows up or thumbs we'll down. See what happens. We never did the thumbs oh, yeah, up or thumbs right. down. Hey, thumbs up uh, for thumbs up. Thumbs up, bro. Obviously. Bam, bam, bam. Good bam, job, Ben bam. Affleck. I respect you Thanks, in your Benji. younger days. 
Anyways, I love go you on. now in your older days too. I will say this, and I will fight anybody like on this hill. I will die. This <laughs> oh, is God. the best original Batman story that has ever been on screen. Okay, question. When you say original, is it because this storyline is not in the comic comics? Well, technically, yes. But I'm saying original as in not a direct like tie off from comics. Okay. Not even necessarily like like a heavy influence, you know, like under the red hood or things like that pull from 20 years of Batman comics. But this one was made right after the first season of the animated series of Batman. And it was done by all the same people. Mm. Originally, this was going to be, this storyline was going to be, uh, the, the cold opener for season two of the, of the Batman animated series. Mm-hmm. And the studio WB came to the guys and were like, "Hey, make a feature movie." And they're like, "Well, if we're making a movie with a budget, we're going all out." <laughs> and they're like, "Phantasm, people you've never heard of, maybe the Joker, <laughs> explosions and operatic glory." They went full out for this yeah. movie, and it freaking paid off, dude. I I really liked it. I really enjoyed it. It was the first time I watched it. Really? And yeah. And like I love the series that this is based off of. Oh, like yeah. I used to, you know, the looks and all that stuff, the, mm-hmm. the animation. The vibe I, it's is probably good. my favorite my favorite Batman series for sure. Um so and like I grew up on it. So watching this like took me back. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like it took me mm-hmm. way back. And having so it, I really enjoyed like, it. And having it in H D like Yeah. It, it's so incredible. There's so, so much good. nuance yeah. in this art style. <clears throat> Sorry, excuse me, folks. Because they actually drew all of the Batman cartoon and this movie, they were mm. actually drawing it on black paper. Oh, that's yeah. insane. Because it gave it like this... That's that's why like those... It feels very like film noir. Yeah, it, that's why those like big sweeping shots where things just kind of dissolve into nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's why it feels so organic and not yeah. not weird. Makes sense. But uh, it's so cool. It's so good. And I think personally that seeing veteran Batman reflecting on his origin is much better than just following him through his first year, like Batman mm-hmm. Begins does. Not oh. saying Batman Begins is bad, because it's good. But is, this, is this on his first year? Is this yes, during this, his first year? Uh, it, it's, it's him reflecting on his first oh, year. Gotcha, so it's gotcha, telling gotcha. two stories at the same time about right. young Batman and old Batman. Yeah. So yeah. I have yeah, I didn't really grow up on the cartoon Batman, so I know oh, you feel I'm bad. Feel, I feel for you. Mm-hmm. So I don't know a ton Sorry, about buddy. these comic uh, worlds, but I did mm-hmm. read something that said the Phantasm is based on a lesser known Batman villain. Mm-hmm. So yeah. explain but that to me. It's a so the Phantasm is actually a a pretty original villain. Um. It's just kind of, I think the Phantasm character art existed as an assassin for whatever mob bosses or something. But Mm -hmm. the Phantasm as being Andrea Beaumont and doing the things and the storyline that unfolded, that is the completely original Mm -hmm. aspect of it. They pretty much just took like the vibe of like the knife hand and a mask and a cape. It was cool though. Yeah. Yeah. I love... Um, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Okay, all right. <laughs> go ahead, because I know how big of a fan you I'm are. I'm a so. huge fan, dude. But, like, vibe alone, yeah. Phantasm is probably one of Batman's... Like, Batman has incredible villains. I think Batman probably has the best rogues right. gallery. Oh, it's 100%. Batman and The Flash. They have the most fun 
characters that are their that are their villains, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Joker, Riddler, Freeze, Catwoman, Poison Ivy—they're all it great. Go, it goes on, <laughs> yeah. But Phantasm, for to me, seems like such a more serious character that is interesting because she doesn't, or, or he doesn't care about Batman. Mm-hmm. Like all the other villains, they're pretty much their whole mo is uh, Batman, right? Right. Mm-hmm. But this villain doesn't care about Batman. Is actually doing Batman's job. But more extreme because yeah, yeah, she's yeah. killing them. Sure. <laughs> and so I love that there was like a there there was like a lot of vulnerability because that had never happened to Batman in this universe yet. He had never right. been confused for somebody who's killing the villains. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So to have somebody that was kind of doing that, I, I thought it was really interesting. And then for Andrea to be like, look at Batman. And then be like, oh, that's Bruce Wayne in like five seconds is the yeah. only thing that makes sense because he's rich. Like he has so much money. <laughs> mm-hmm. How how Who else is not figure this that? out yet? Yeah. <laughs> he's got this car that can't turn. It's like got a jet engine in it. He's got all these gadgets and like can jump. Like, oh, I mean, it makes sense though because she was there. That's where they met. Kind of. Yeah, thing. you're right. So it, it all clicks, right? So, you're right. And like, there's the whole love um, aspect of their story yes. as well. So. And I it, love, it was really interesting because she's a totally new character for me. Like I've never like it's the first time I watched this. So she's this new, is a totally new. She didn't for exist. Me. Yeah, so this is really cool uh, yeah. to see. Uh, favorite part has got to be Kevin Conroy and Mark Hamill. They're freaking Bro, great. Like that's when you read a comic book that that's has so the Joker good. or Ben Affleck or Ben Affleck. <laughs> <laughs> if you read a comic that has Batman or the Joker in it, yeah, those are the voices that you hear. Yeah, it's really. Cool. I love those are the voices. Dude, I will say any Batman movie, a cartoon movie I've seen. They're, the voices are always just spot on. On point. It's yeah. like Not always, dude. It's just yeah. ugh, deep nobody, and resonant. I feel like nobody like, casts. Yeah. Nobody casts like DC animated movies. Right. Like uh, those those people are those characters. They exactly. can't be recast. <laughs> but but even like even now with like new characters, um, like I'm thinking about uh, what was the movie Under the Red Hoods, another Batman movie. Uh-huh. It came out like 2011, whatever. So it's not that new, but. It had Kevin. But it's not as old as this one, right? Yeah, that's true. But it also had Jansen Ankles as mm. the Red Hood, who you may know as uh, Dean. Yeah, Dean Winchester. Oh, yeah. from yeah. Supernatural. Right. Uh, and it's just like it's just spot on, like everything mm-hmm. about it, and it's it's just this, this quality that these voice actors bring to these characters that just match perfectly, like right. Wonder Woman, Superman. Green Lantern, all these people, like their voices just line up so I mean, perfectly. For me, the, it's the beginning of the movie when they're all in the room talking about the money and then Batman comes through the window, you know? Oh, and it's yeah. just everybody's voice is like, yeah. oh my God, it's Batman. And then Batman shows <laughs> up and it's like, hey, I'm what Batman. You know? Hayden, do you want to be cast? I'm as rich. Hey, Hayden, you got a pretty good voice for this. Hey, bro, what can I say? Um, you could say thank you. Thanks, man. I appreciate it, man. <laughs> Josh, you said that this is your favorite Batman animated uh, film. Probably one of my favorite Batman films. Oh wow! Ever? Uh, For me, it still doesn't be until Robert Pattinson comes out. Okay. (laughs) For me, it's still year one for me. I I love year one. Uh, It's just like a totally new experience for me when I watched year one. Year one's really good. It's really really good. Year one's really good. Anyways, we'll talk about that one some other time. We can talk about that. Yeah. Um, (laughs) I there's there's a few moments in this movie that I just I, I didn't think were as funny whenever I was a kid 
and now I think are hilarious. Number one is Batman stalking his ex like 30 feet away <laughs> from the restaurant in the window <laughs> with binoculars. Hey man. He's right there. He's Batman. No All one sees do- him, bro. No one All sees him. It was like, oh, let me get my fork on the right side of the table. Whoa, is that Batman? He, like- <laughs> he is disguise. He is the darkness. I wonder if she bro. already knew that he was there, though. Oh, she since, had to, that's, bro. Because that's after the cere- the cemetery scene, so she knows that right, he's Right, she Batman. knows he's Batman, yeah. yeah. And then uh, another one was whenever that goon told Bruce Wayne, he's like, you better have your insurance paid up, buddy. And it's just like... <laughs> <laughs> this was definitely written in America. In America. <laughs> I think that animated movies in general... For the most part, we can kind of prove this with the Disney remakes, but mm. animated movies in general almost mm-hmm. always tell a more cohesive story faster and better than their live-action counterparts. It's always because, so much more clear, it seems like. Right, yeah. because mm-hmm. in animated movies, I feel like they really take to heart the showing and not telling aspect sure. of things. Mm-hmm. Like in that fight that I'm talking about when he's fighting those motorcycle goons, they show Bruce getting distracted while he's in a fight and then her being worried. Like mm-hmm. they don't they're not saying like they're not showing her being like, Oh, I'm so worried about you, Bruce you know, like off right, screen. Right. Yeah. They're showing his reaction and they're showing like his face and it's it it's a real commitment because if we think about it, these guys have to draw about twenty four <laughs> pieces yeah. of art for Person. one second yeah. of film. Uh-huh. And that's insane. Now, sometimes they can get away with smearing or whatever, but this is before like heavy computer-generated images yeah. were used to animate things. So yeah. they were still hand-drawing a lot of this stuff. And yeah. it was just... Ex- it, except for the yeah. intro. The intro was very computer graphics, and you could tell yeah. it was 93 because, yeah. oh my God. <laughs> and I love that like Danny Elfman did the score for this as well. Oh, yeah, it sounds so great. So it's, it's like that huge gothic like vocal orchestra sound that just radiates Batman, dude. It's just so good. And um, <laughs> there's so many moments in the movie, like I was saying earlier, that are just really great character like alters or shifts or like moments like whenever Batman or Bruce Wayne's young and he's just really angsty at Alfred for mm. no reason. And Alfred's just like, I've patted your bottom, sir. Bloody oh well, do know you. And it's just I, like this. Alfred is my favorite, like as far as personality. Uh, I mean, are from what I've seen, me? I'm sorry. Are you, are you pooping and all over, all over Michael's performance in the Dark Knight trilogy? Okay, Michael Caine here. Your <laughs> I'm here to talk about what that distracting, discouraging hey, comment that was just said. The second, okay? Michael Caine back for... <laughs> anyway. Um, I just, I, I'm, I'm looking on the Wikipedia page. Go and ahead. I just found out that Hans Zimmer, who would later go to compose, who would later compose, oh, everything the score <laughs> for the Dark Knight trilogy, Yes, he did. played the synthesizer in this score. Wow. That is legit. <laughs> it's all connected, dude. It's all connected. It's all connected. <laughs> I, um, I, I <laughs> whenever, uh, there's a moment in the movie that sticks out to me a lot. Well, there's a lot of moments like that, but, um, <laughs> there's one moment whenever Bruce in the past, when after he meets, uh, Andrea and he decides he's going to propose 
and it's raining and thunderstorming, and he's at his parents' grave, and he's apologizing because uh-huh. he he can't be Batman anymore, and he says like, "I didn't count on being happy," and whenever I was eight, I was like, mm, "I felt that." <laughs> Oh my god! I felt that. When you were eight, <laughs> I was like, mm. "Same, Bruce. We got to." We as an eight-year-old, you man. just resonated so much with him. <laughs> it, just, it just hit me like to my core, dude. I was like, like "I have to be Batman. I have to pick up where he left off." <laughs> Someone get me that cow. <laughs> I think the thing I noticed most in this movie is it appeals more to like my adult self than I feel like if I were to watch it as a kid. Mm. I just I think there was so many yeah. more moments where I was like. Oh man, yeah, that was really good. I get that, but then I think, man, if I would have watched this if I was like you know twelve, would have been like, cool. He punched him. I, yeah, I don't think you would have necessarily missed the lessons or anything like that. Right, right, right. They wouldn't have hit you as hard. But I think with this, a lot of the Bruce Tim uh, universe stuff, so that early Justice League, uh, Superman, Batman, all of those yeah. cartoons that were all connected. They were all like speaking up. They were all above the age of right. seven, you know, that they yeah. were talking to, and I think that that what that's what makes them really stand out as cartoons uh, and teachers. Really, I mean, this movie alone, like, uh, Chef's Kiss, <laughs> so it sounded so gross. <laughs> all right, thumbs up. Thumbs. Wait, I have so much no, more to we're say. we're not doing that. Yeah, we're running no. out okay, of okay, time, Okay, okay. Buddy. let me just say a few quick things. All right. Okay. So whenever Alfred is shocked, as Batman is putting on the cowl and the orchestra crescendos into the theme, oh, chills all over my body. Um, <laughs> I love that Andrea just being unimpressed with Batman being scary in the dark. She doesn't jump or anything, and then she straight up, like, burns him immediately. Yeah. And it's like, the only person being controlled by their parents in this room is you. Is and it's like, <laughs> yeah, so good. <laughs> when, okay. Uh, she got secondly, that sand. Two more things, Josh. Secondly, two more okay, things. two more things. Is the Phantasm, is she the one who trained Usain Bolt? She got like a three-minute mile. She almost <laughs> outran a plane. Well, there, She almost outran like... a plane, dude. <laughs> Batman's plane. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, Last in, one. In this movie, Bruce Wayne becoming Batman is framed as a tragedy. Hmm. This is the only Batman movie where being the superhero is actually the tragedy. Okay, He lost his second chance at happiness, and his only choice was to continue down the path that he had decided whenever he was a child. It was was only framed as a tragedy. Yeah, that's interesting. I never would have, I never would, I didn't even catch on to that really. I mean, I did as I was watching, but I didn't catch on to the fact that, like, this is a new kind of version of the the character. Yeah. Yeah. And then also, sorry, one more thing. The Joker is a supporting character, and he has 12 (laughs) minutes of screen time. But damn, if it isn't the (laughs) best version of the Joker that has ever existed, dude. 12 minutes, and he dominates. He dominates everything. People think about that moment when the whole place is blowing up, and there's this huge like explosion of music, and then his laugh just starts ringing out. It's just perfect. So I'm assuming thumbs down from you, Josh? What? <laughs> okay. Bruce and Andre um, are the same character that have become. No, no, no. That's it. That's it. You give, you've given parents, so many. Like... But Batman has the desire for justice, and Andre only wants revenge. All right, All right let's thumbs go up on. for me. Thumbs, thumbs up, up for sure. <laughs> okay, one All of right, the greatest so, uh, medieval films. That was a great films, podcast. One of the greatest. <laughs> great podcast, everybody. I'll medieval see you later. times films of all time. Let's talk about it. <laughs>
<laughs> All right, we're going a to the third tale. one, and it's a Knight's Tale. Oh, it's this, this movie. <laughs> it is the blockbuster classic ever, the best ever. Was it a blockbuster? I know, so. it failed, dude. <laughs> what? It didn't, I mean, it made money back. I'm just going sure. to hey, like put back. it in the category. Okay, sh- shut up. You're okay, going to so, put it in your heart, sh- 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 blockbuster. Sh- 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 it's up. a blockbuster for you. Yeah, it is. <laughs> All right. Okay, after a young squire finds a way to pass himself off as a bona fide knight he becomes a yeah bona fide i think it's bona fide (laughs) probably he becomes a jousting champion while romancing an admiring princess oscar winner heath ledger headlines this ages rest in peace rip in peace um (laughs) headlines this middle ages adventure inspired by the canterbury tales that is beautiful not only a master jouster a master sword fighter Oh, yes, yeah. he, was. he was. But also, I'm really upset that it, it didn't even mm-hmm. reference the best love story in the movie between yeah. Roland and the Handmaiden. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I that thought was it was my right. favorite arc. Yeah. <laughs> I love right. this movie, man. So, aside from Heath Ledger, uh, Shannon uh-huh. Sossman is also in this, Mark Addy, Alan yes. Tudyk. Yes. Um, Russ Rufus, sorry. I was going to say Russell. <laughs> Rufus Sewell and Paul is, Bettany. Which, what's Jocelyn's name in real life? The Jocelyn girl, what's her name? Shannon Sossman. I've never yeah. seen her in anything else but this movie. Oh, she dude, did a movie 40, that Jay forty Wall days loves. and forty nights. There it okay. is. With Josh Hartnett. Okay, maybe. I love Josh Hartnett, okay. dude. <laughs> he hearts Hartnett, bro. <laughs> Listen, if anybody uh, likes Josh Hartnett or loves Josh Hartnett as much as I do, there is another podcast you can listen to. It's called We Heart Hartnett, and it's uh, it's really great. You should go check that out. I won't, yeah. but um, thank you. Funny. I won't, but thank you. All right, Jaywell, start us off good. on this movie. What are your thoughts? Yeah, Give go ahead, King. My thoughts. Are, okay, first of all, I've I've okay okay. All right. So take your back time. When, I back took when my I, time. <laughs> <laughs> um, my dad collected a lot of DVDs back when DVDs was a big thing. I miss those and, days. <laughs> and uh, this was one of those films. DVD and when shelves. we first when we first when we first moved to Florida, we were like on a tight budget. You know, we just bought a, my parents had bought a house, so we were on a tight budget. We canceled cable, and oh, all we nice. had, me and my brother, as far as like entertainment, we didn't. We had a PS One. You know, those, those games. Nice, the best. Um, Couldn't even so, play DVDs on those, could you? So, no. <laughs> so so all we had as entertainment was the DVD collection. So literally, I have lost count. How many mm. times I have watched this film, and yeah. I love it. That's so amazing, <laughs> JWoww, because I have such a similar story that's completely different. <laughs> <laughs> so this movie it was actually the first DVD that my family ever owned. Oh, that's oh, cool. dang. And it was before we ever had a DVD that is player. Legit. <laughs> that is legit. So, so you never pre- watched it? <laughs> My parents, uh, my sister got the DVD uh, at Christmas, and she was like, what do I do with this? (laughs) Was it like a a white elephant gift or something? No, no, no. She got it because back then DVDs were like 60 bucks, dude. So she got it from like my parents, I think, and we hadn't opened the DVD player box yet because that was like Uh, the family gift that you do at the end, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she opened that, and I think my parents were just like, well, I don't know. I guess we'll figure it out. <laughs> you got to plug those RCA cables in, man. Oh, God. Oh, Jesus We spent Christ. all morning trying to set that clock, and <laughs> it just blinked clock. 12 for 13 years. <laughs> 
Oh, so good. Yeah. So, um, so we. So I watched I, it I mean, countless times as well, my friend. In my house, yeah, we had so many DVDs filter through, but the one movie that stayed White true privilege. for years, <laughs> forever, was this movie. We've always had this movie, no matter what. It's so good. It's just it's really so good. good. It's really good. I so not good. only did I watch so many times like by myself mm-hmm. as entertainment, but like mm-hmm. my 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 friend group when I was like in middle school and high school, like whenever we got together, like uh, we got together a couple times a month, and whenever we got together, probably fifty percent of those times was like, let's watch a movie. What are we gonna watch? And it, we put on <laughs> a, a nice tale. tale. Yep. It's good. <laughs> People hated me for it because I was oh. always the one like, let's watch a night tale. <laughs> well, at least none of those people care about who you are now, right? <laughs> oh. Wow. Let's get deep. <laughs> hey, we're going deep. All right. We're going deep. Let's go. <laughs> All right. Opening opening, sh- opening scene of this movie. Okay. Amazing. Sets, Hilarious. Sets the tone for the entire Perfect. movie. You find out the entire like uh, chemistry of the three dudes. In the first the world. five yeah. minutes of it's really good. the movie. And one of the greatest quotes of the movie, the spark of his life is covered in shite. <laughs> his spirit is gone, but his stench remains. His stench remains. Does that answer your question? <laughs> I love Lost. I haven't eaten so in three weeks. So good. Oh, oh my God. I love Lost. Not I to mention the best, the best music in a movie of all time. Oh, yeah, probably. I feel like... I mean, I, 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 I don't I don't you know I don't know him personally, <clears throat> but I definitely feel like James Gunn watched this movie a lot as a kid too, <laughs> or a teenager I guess he's older than us, and I think that he was like one day I want to make a movie like this but in space, <laughs> and could, different. It could be. I mean, this uh, was definitely director. one of Heath Ledger's like breakout roles. I mean, am I am I, I wrong? Mean, he had done, he well, had, he had done ten he things done, I hate about you. Yeah. yeah, ten things I hate about you. He had done some Australian stuff, but yeah, nobody watches Australian stuff. Yeah. <laughs> the only Australian people movie people know is Australia and Mad Max. That's it. <laughs> Mad Max. It's not even great. Australian anymore. <laughs> Tom Hardy's British. All right, Jay. Well, what are your thoughts? I know uh, this was your movie pick, right? Well, I wanted yeah. to talk about the music because uh, oh, the director, so the director actually, well, like I said, I own the DVD, so I watched the special features countless times yeah. as well. Uh, I, I broke the special features. <laughs> uh, the director says that like this film, the, the the music behind this film was because his thought was that every century repeats itself. So when mm. it came to yes. like this this century, I believe it's based in the fourth. 1470s yeah and that's the nice. decade that he wanted to put it in in the 1470s 1970s so, so he wanted yeah so he thought nice. if if music were was as, as available as readily available as it was as it is today mm-hmm. uh he felt like the spirit of the music would be re- like similar to the 70s music we had so nice so the 1970s music we had so all of the film all the music in this film is from the 1970s you know Bowie, nice. you, awesome. got, you got queen that's that amazing stuff. Yeah, it's great. I love it. It's it such really a great logic, too. too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, totally. God. It's just such a great movie. God. Yeah. If I you haven't watched movie. it, go watch it. Seriously. We're going to spoil it. Go yeah. watch it. I, yeah, I watched it the other night, and Again, I Again, or for this? No, for this. Okay. And, <laughs> and I literally was just quoting it as it was happening. The other yeah. Time. This is so good. It's just like it engraved in my brain. Some of these movies I just can't watch with my wife because I, I just say the movie. Or I just like <laughs> elbow her like, hey, this part's coming up. <laughs> and, and she's like, just they, like, Get, stop, I'm trying to watch. <laughs> it's funny because I do that with my wife too. And like it's annoying to her because she doesn't she doesn't have the history that I have right. with the film. We, you know? They don't so, have, they just ain't got the history with the movie, dude. <laughs> That's it. So That's, literally like she's just like, I'm just annoying her at that point. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm just holding the DVD. I still have the DVD of a nice town. I'm going, you and me, we got history. <laughs> <laughs> I don't um, think this, that's the melody. So <laughs> no, <laughs> it's not. <laughs> um, they shot this in the Czech Republic because they felt like the people of the Czech Republic had distinct. They yeah, they felt like they had the they had distinct facial features that would be similar to what probably would have been during the Middle Ages. Well, for real. Okay. I mean, if you look at the crowd shots. It looks yeah, so yeah. real. It looks they, it looks like yeah. they're yeah. You know, based on my anthropological studies, <laughs> get out. They all have the bone structure of the 1470s. All right, wait, JWoww. Actually, can you do but, okay. can you do something for me, JWoww? Because Ooh. I know that you and I have talked about this scene countless times. Oh boy, countless times we have ref- referenced nerv- this scene. I'm a little nervous. <laughs> we have referenced this scene in real life. We have lived out this moment ourselves. I'm a little nervous. Can you put a little explanation behind the first time Lord Ulrich wins uh-huh. in the sword? Uh-huh. And, <laughs> and Chaucer delivers a grand soliloquy. And the crowd does not respond. Can you explain yeah! what happened and why that kind of took place? Can you just let the folks at home know? What do you mean by how, like, why that took place? Like what happened in real life on set? Oh, okay. Oh, I don't remember. I'm, I'm I don't excited. Know. To hear oh, you this. don't remember? I don't. I'm know. excited I don't to hear this. I am gonna tell the story. Yeah, then. I'm interested now. Let's do it. I'm sorry. I thought that you would. Have... I'm sorry. We've literally. I, I probably do. I just don't remember right now. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You probably do. So, <laughs> like you said, it takes place in the Czech Republic. What right. do Czech people oh, speak? Oh yeah, that's right. Czech. So oh my God. Paul Bettany starts this huge speech, half of it improvised. <laughs> and if you look at the crowd, there are moments in the crowd of people looking at each other and they start to like start to cheer, but then they stop because he's still talking. And the director <laughs> and the translator said, whenever he stops talking, start cheering. What? Uh-huh. So Whoa. they were like, okay, cool, cool, cool. So he would like take a breath and you can see it in the background. Some people start going like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> yeah, because they weren't sure when he would stop. Exactly. That's so at so the end, when he says, "We walk in the garden of his turbulence," they're just like this yeah! awkward silence. <laughs> so that was was so, so that yeah that, that wasn't was in real. the script. That wasn't Whoa, in the script. It was dude, real. Like that gotta, pause where everybody was. I gotta go back because they thought he wasn't now. done. <laughs> I gotta go back. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. It's it's it absolutely it's it's probably it's it's just a part of that cinema magic that <laughs> can't be written. That's amazing. Yeah. yeah. It can't be written. Yeah. And then yeah. Roland being like, yeah. yeah. And everybody just. Everyone just starts oh, cheering. Awesome. I love Paul Bettany's voice in this because it's, like, it's got like this like grain to it. Like, we walk in the garden of his turbulence. <laughs> his first speech that he gives, like before, they don't know him at all. They don't know Chaucer. Oh, he's yeah. just They're like so the introduced. And like, he's like. My lords, my ladies. Oi, sir. And everyone else here is not sitting on a cushion. Oh, yeah. Oh, you know what's interesting? Um, so I'm a, I'm a big Beatles fan. Um, oh, Paul okay. Bettany, Paul Bettany says that, like, in that, it was a little bit improvised as well, and that he wanted to kind of um, give a little bit of a callback to the Beatles. So there's actually a concert that the Beatles put on. Yeah, I guess in this case <laughs> it's a call for. <laughs> So the Beatles put on a concert where the Queen was actually in the audience, like the Queen uh-huh. of Britain. And so right before John Lennon launches into uh, his big twist and shout, which oh. is normally like the ender of their their uh, sets during that time. In he their sang early Blackbird. Days, 
No, it's, it's <laughs> twist and shout where like he I like know. just tears up his like vocal cords. So he literally like always saying that last. So right before he launches into that, he says for the for this next song, will everybody please clap your hands and will you other people please rattle your jewelry? <laughs> so, kind of so he so uh, Paul Bettany wanted to kind of give that kind of. Infra- reference, yeah, like yeah. so he does that whole like everybody else not here sitting on a cushion, so it's just really great, just really it was works perfect. so well. It was yeah. amazing. It was such a great line. That whole speech is perfect. Every love- one of his speeches are perfect. <laughs> yeah, I love how he always like makes fun of the other guy that's also uh, doing what's his yeah. name? Yeah. Watt? Is his name Watt? <laughs> like, oh, you're pretty. You're pretty- They're all no, no, no. different names. His name's Jeff. Okay. Watt is the, Watt's the red Alan hair. Tudyk. Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay, Alan okay, okay. Which Alan Tudyk turns out um, is the voice of. Every character in every robot you didn't know was voiced by oh, yeah, a that's person. True. He's and in sunny. Robot Chicken. Yeah. He's Sunny in iRobot. He's K2SO in uh, uh, Rogue One. He's other characters I can't think of off the top of my head, yeah. but definitely has a long list of, of characters that he is. That's not yeah, important. Yeah. What's important here is Paul Bettany. Just go back well, to Paul. Well, we don't have to just stay in Paul, right? Because Watt's character is also hilarious. You know, oh, Watt's yeah. character I mean, he, is yeah. perfect. The first, the, we, if we go back to the first scene where uh, um, he's William, just kicking him. Will, yeah, <laughs> where William is taking like the first like jousting, uh, his first mm-hmm. like jousting tournament, whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, Roland is like, "Get it in the cradle, get it in the cradle," and Watt's just like, "Get it in the cradle." Or he's just like a great character. Or his uh, his speech to Joffrey when. You know they catch him walking naked, and he's like, mm-hmm. "I will fung you. I will fung you until your entrails you become your extrails. Pain, lots of pain. <laughs> lots of pain. <laughs> it's, uh, it's so such a great good, movie. so good. It's just such an incredible uh, one my, movie. One of my favorite is that moment when, uh, when William finds out that like, uh, what's the guy's name? His his uh, antagonist. I can't remember now. Uh, Ruf, 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 me Sula. neither. Yeah, I can't remember his name. Anyways, um, I'll look it up. You keep going. Okay, yeah. So he's like off to war. So he's right. not in these tournaments, and he's just getting aggravated that like he he can't. To him, he's not Adamar. winning unless Adamar. Yeah, Count he's not. Adamar. He's not winning. He's not winning until he beats, beats Count Adamar. Adamar. Yeah, and so he's like frustrated. He's walking away, and Jocelyn comes up, and he's like, "What will you be wearing tonight?" And <laughs> have that whole like interaction, and he's just like, oh, "You're just a city girl, aren't you?" And Rufus like, Sewell, a city girl with the yeah. Sorry, that's the actor's name. <laughs> yeah, I know. I just wanted to uh, know his name. And Jocelyn says the. <laughs> Better a silly girl with a flower than a silly boy with a horse and a Ooh, stick. And then Watt, <laughs> she walks away and Watt's like, it's, it's called, called a lance. It's called Hello. a lance. <laughs> Hello. That, that, honestly, this cast, this cast is just so accidentally perfectly assembled. Oh, yeah. But you know what's funny? You know what's really, really funny? I want you but to actually, tell me. It's more sad than funny, I'm going to oh. be honest here. All right. okay. Is it because this cast has never been back together since then? They have been back together since then. Wait, in what? This entire cast has been back together since then. What are you talking about? Yes. What? Yes. What movie? This is true. What? So the movie, so I think the director just thought like we we got it so like right and so accidentally he's right. He's right. I mean, he's that like we got to do something else with this cast because it's just perfect, right? Yeah, absolutely. So they actually made another movie called The a Order. Nice Tale Two. Oh. No, Order. They, uh, the Order. It, it came out two years later, uh-huh. and it's again starring Heath Ledger, Shannon Sa- Sossaman, uh, Mark okay. Addy, uh, and I think Paul. Uh, I think so. It's not the the full cast, but it's at least three of the cast. Okay. And. 
The film revolves around an, an investigation of the suspicious death of an excommunicated priest and the oh. discovery of a sin eater headquartered in Rome. Mm. But the movie is terrible. What is it really? I could not finish it. It's I need awful. to watch this. What, what is it about? Really like, or not? What is it about? But like, what idea, is it? Just to give you an idea, it okay. was a budget at $33 million and it made $11 million back. Oh, oh. gosh. It, it just wasn't good. It wasn't good at all. So it's not actually $33 million. Yeah. They lied. Yeah. <laughs> it was not good. So I think this was just one of those one of those cases where it was a, it was totally accidental, and you cannot like you get that spark it. back. You yeah, you can't. Yeah. Exactly. It just happened. That's kind of sad. It was a one-in-a-once-in-a-lifetime kind of deal. That's well, sad. unless and you're Marvel. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Yeah. Not everybody can be Marvel, Josh. Not everybody. I mean, look at Star Wars. Star Wars can't be Marvel, so there's that. But I will say, just going back to the Knight's Tale. Yeah. A Knight's Tale. So forgive my blasphemy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really sad <clears throat> that the version that is on Netflix is the theatrical cut. Mm. It is not the extended version that I actually grew up on. Mm. In that version, there's not only a few more like great, compilation fight scenes and more like intense javel javelining jousting. I, that sounds a little weird <laughs> jousting thank you yep yeah um, that still sounds like weirdly you, sexual but anyway um there's 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 more stuff that happens in it but there's also a few more character flushing up moments like for instance uh there's a moment whenever they catch chaucer naked again in london they're like you oh, got yeah. you lost all your That's clothes right. yeah and he's like oh no, this is my this is my wife. Yeah, uh, we were just doing it in a barn, and yeah, uh, and then there's another moment with an incredible speech that's so upsetting that it's not in the original because it's probably it's probably one of my favorite moments in the movie. Whenever Chaucer gives this speech, whenever uh, Ulrich or William is in mm. the stocks, and oh, he yeah. he gets hit with like this really gross pie, and he's like, "Mother." Is my mother in the crowd? Yeah, <laughs> I could taste this horrible cooking anywhere. You know, like, <laughs> it's great. and he like yeah. catches everybody, and he goes like, freaking yeah, Paul Bettany's good. just acting in this like two two minute scene, this mm -hmm. monologue. Oh my god! <laughs> and then the Black Prince of Wales comes out, and he's like, "Boom, you're a knight!" Like that's way better. Then people should be like, here's a tomato. Whoa, there's the prince. Yeah, it you know? makes more sense because the, the black prince actually comes out and says, your men love you. If, if I didn't know anything right. else, that would be enough. And I think that that whole that like speech. segment, the speech really shows like the love for them, for mm -hmm. him. Mm -hmm. So I totally agree with you there. I mean, um, in the end, though, that. my favorite part of this entire movie, I mean, pushing all the other is stuff men out. men jousting each other. Is, yes, mm -hmm. that is my favorite part. <laughs> uh, Come on, Pushing Hayden, all this other stuff out is the story of, you know, we go back and we see uh, him and his father back in the day. Oh, He's like, can yeah. I, you know, can I change my uh, stars? Can a man, is it true, yeah. father? Can a man really change his stars? <laughs> change his but stars. that's the thing. In that speech, <laughs> that is said and it is referenced yeah. and it brings so much more yeah. Yeah. cyclicalness to the plot. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it just brings thickness to the whole story because in the end, yes. when you hear so them, good. when he's sitting with Jocelyn at the you know, final tournament or whatever, and everyone's mm -hmm, chanting mm -hmm. his name, and yeah. you see his father look up Willa! to the stars. I'm just like, <laughs> he changed his stars. Yeah. He changed yeah, I cried. his stars. You know, I cried again, great. dude. I, I mean, it's in the great. end, that the even though that's not the main part of the story, it by far, like for me, overroutes everything that happens. You know. Yeah. So it's um, so good. 
it's really good. I I freaking love this movie. And that whole scene with the whole I'll like, never stop. The I like sh- should I when they're telling him to run and they're mm-hmm. all telling him to run. That mm-hmm. scene is like oof. That scene got me. It, it, it still gets me, dude. And whenever they're like, "Yeah, I love you, William. You're amazing, and we are not runners, but today we are." <laughs> and yeah. it's like all of his friends told him that. Yeah. And he yeah. was like, "I'm a knight." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, if he had ran, nothing would have happened like this. Yep. Yeah, yeah, no. But it, it, let's let's go to a more funny segments of the. Okay. <laughs> like I feel sure. like we're trying to like get okay. the movie. We really don't want to end on a really intimate part. No, because I, I love that. I, my one of my favorite scenes is when they're betting on on yeah. <laughs> oh, the French. <laughs> they're people? betting on Ulrich, <laughs> and the French are like they're betting on anybody but an uh, Englishman. But Englishman, yeah. <laughs> and it's like, well, the Pope may be French, but Jesus is English. You're on. <laughs> <laughs> so good. Lichtenstein. 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 He's, He's blonde. He's, He's pissed. pissed. We'll He'll see, see you, you in, in the, the list. list. <laughs> He'll see you in the list. Gelderland. Gelderland. We can't. We we are out of sync. <laughs> such a good movie. It's such a great movie. Oh, God, man. it's just oh, it's, there's so many lived-in scenes of these characters yeah. Yeah. that it feels like the movie could be about any of them because they all feel really real. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. And it just happens to be following William. Yeah. You know? In the end, I think this movie will always be one of those movies where it was like not accidental, but without even trying, it will be one of the greatest cast mm-hmm. uh, casting movies and just storyline music. Every It will just be one of the greatest movies of all time. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Yeah, this is the kind of movie that I'm going to show my kids. Mm-hmm. Like, this is the kind of yeah. movie I'm going to show my kids when it's age appropriate, Jay Wow. Okay. Oh, oh, it's PG 13, sir. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, I mean, I we've hit our uh we've hit our hour mark, boys. We have. And yeah, you know what? This this movie gets thumbs up for generations. Uh, for thumbs generations. Up, yep. Never thumbs will generations. Thumbs up. Wait, I think I'm going to give two thumbs up. You can't wow. do that, bro. Wow. <laughs> I'm just going to wow. steal this brand. Wow. Two thumbs up. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Listen, this movie is incredible. And if you have not watched it, you have literally robbed yourself of one of the best told Seriously, stories in it's cinema. It's really great. Yeah, it's so good. I one of the most entertaining hour and 45 minutes I've ever lived through a thousand times. For sure. Hey everyone, JWoww again. I hope you enjoyed the episode as much as we enjoyed making it. If you haven't already, make sure to subscribe or follow the podcast wherever you're listening to right now to keep up with every episode. If you can spare some time, leave us a five-star review. It really helps us get the show out to new listeners. Next week, we have an episode with Hayden. Actually, it's a mini episode, so you really don't want to miss out on that. And if you want to let us know something that we may have missed, leave us a voice message on Anchor by following the link in the show notes below. Also, don't forget to follow us on Instagram at 2 underscore 35 media, where we post extra content on these films and much more. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you next week here at the Netflix 500.